Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
time for thinking again. World has changed so very much what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh.
pray. Sometimes I lay flat on my back and I pray and I pray. Well, now I thought I will Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, family and friends. Good afternoon, good evening. We certainly pray for the brothers and the sisters. Hallelujah. We're so grateful this morning for another opportunity to be in his word. Hallelujah. We're so grateful this morning to be able to say thank you, Father. He's been good. God has proven to mankind that he have kept his word he can and will keep his word but we need to come hallelujah coming to god to the most high it's easy all we have to do is do the same and even greater if we would do when we are told to put them up Simple as that. Amen. Whether there's someone that are hired to be an authority or someone that is a criminal that could be an authority. Father, we thank you this morning that you are God and that beside you, you need none else. I thank you this morning for another day oh father that you've given us and we ask you now if you would cause this day to favor me father or we shake out everything that is not supposed to be in this day with us we shake it out and we commend the morning that this day will be greater than yesterday and that, Father, no weapon formed against your children shall prosper. And every tongue that rise against it, you shall condemn it. We bless your holy name this morning. Standing in the gap for those, Father, that are not able to defend themselves today. 
for those, Father, that are going through one thing after the other, for Mike and his family, Father, for the peoples that were there at the hospital, for all the peoples for and near that stand in need of a breakthrough, whether it be small or great, Father, they have brought it to my attention. And it's all because you are able this morning. Move on their behalf today, Father. Restore them. Give them what they stand in need of, Father. Oh, Father, open their eyes that they may see. And their ears that they may hear. And they want the true Father is able to do this thing. And as you've done it for your servant now, do it for your children this morning. Look up on them this morning with your merciful heart. Have mercy this morning. Have mercy, Lord, upon the White House, over our president and family. Let no hurt, harm, or danger befall him and all the curses and all the evil words that's being spoken against our president. Father, I ask you that you take them and have mercy upon the tongues of men and that you would lead and guide this nation and every kindling tongue. Guide us this morning. Guide us to you that we may serve you and that we may glorify our maker. This morning we come, Father, for no shape, form, or fashion. But we thank you this morning for signing us to work. And Father, I ask now you pour out your spirit over the airways. Pour out your spirit, Father Lord, over our nation, over our homes. And speak to your servant this morning that I may speak to your people. And we want to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And the most high, yeah. Selah, we bless that holy name, Yahshua, Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Amen.
Well, again, good morning, family and friends. Good afternoon, good evening. Amen. That is a word from the Lord. I got to make sure this system is working right. Everything changes. We praise and give him the glory. Because God is on the throne this morning. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, the prophets of old, they went through many challenges and difficulties in their life. But God, we're going to keep our minds, keep our hope. magnify him this morning is kept getting cold in here and I look at the temperature with the mama thermometer and it had fallen to 70 degrees in my house but it's okay because he can answer this morning I may know this morning that if you would lean not to your own understanding, if you would trust in him, he would make a way. You know, a lot of times we hear the word trust and leaning on him. A lot of people, they think and they thought that they were leaning on the Lord, but there was no faith. It takes faith this morning to hold out and to believe. You cannot be like a thermometer. 
when things are going well, then you are doing well. When the things turn, then you turn inside out. We can't be moved by what we hear or by what we say. We're not speaking faith-filled words this morning. Then you're not going to be able to overcome and run in your obstacle. We must have the faith of our Lord, Yahuwah. He himself, he had faith to believe that though things were looking bad, that the Father would raise him up. And I don't want you to think that this is some superstitious, something that you just read and it can't happen for you. The word was pinned for you and I. Isaiah, he prophesied about this day and time that we would live in. Matthew, the 24th chapter, prophesied about the time and day that we would live in. Joel, all of the prophets of God, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, they foretold the future. Hallelujah. We have prophets today that is foretelling you your future or the future of this earth. I come this morning to refresh your memories that in order for all of these things to favor us, there are certain things that we have to do. We must first be in right standing. We must operate by faith. And we must be true to our own self. Hallelujah. I want you to go with me this morning into the book of James. I should start at James 1 and just work my way all the way over. Um, you know, sometimes when the Lord tell you to do something, you want to do it. Since I've already titled the subject this morning, Beware of Personal Favoritism, uh, if the Almighty permit, you know, with all due respect to the Word of God and to my Savior, Yeshua. I'm going to start with the second chapter of James. Hallelujah. And it reads, my brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> the Lord of glory, with partiality. He's telling us this morning in this book that you're going to operate in faith. If I'm going to operate in faith, then I cannot have faith in one situation of life. And then, on the other hand, care nothing about it. The same two situations and the same two needs for one as for the other. And I'm partial in 
favor one and not favor the other. So it says, my brother, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings, fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes. You pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes to say to him, you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. James is saying here that in this age and time and then in that time, that if you pay attention to one to a dignitary and you pay not attention to a layman, to just someone that just coming to church trying to amen learn of the Lord. And you give that one that come in with the wide hat and the alligator shoes a nice comfortable place. And then you give this other individual over yonder. He said, no, this thing you should not do if you're walking in truth, if you're walking in faith, if you're walking in righteousness, hallelujah. And I find this morning that in the church world that they call it faith and they call it by the name, but what is a good name, but the works is not good. He said to tell the poor man to sit here at my footstool, have you not shown partiality among yourself and you become judged with evil thoughts? Fifth verse said, now you listen, my brother, Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. See, to be poor, God cares about the poor just as well as he do about the haves. The haves and the have not are alike unto him. For he created the haves and he created the haves not. So he says in the fifth verse, listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and as of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. See, we, we don't quite understand we don't quite understand what he's saying just today. We have not gotten it 
down into our spirit to breathe this morning that what we think is right in the sight of God, and what God has chosen to be right in righteousness, we can't seem to find it. Or we go about in our religious ways today, protesting and proclaiming that God's anointing is all over me. And to do something like this, to amen, to have partiality and favoritism, hallelujah. And those, you know, I remember one, one man of God, and, I, and I'm not talking about him as a preacher. I'm just saying what he said. He said, uh, L.A. Anderson, uh, you're a parking lot attendant today, huh? I said, yeah. I do all things through him and by him. And then the next time I saw him, he said, Bishop, how you doing today? And then when I saw him recently, he said, Bishop, would you mind going up to the podium and help them? Hallelujah. See, we have to learn to humble ourselves this morning. We can't allow because somebody say something to us to turn our stomach and then we begin to act <laughs> just like the enemy Satan want us to act. Hallelujah. We can't afford to pass judgment this morning upon our brothers, our sisters. We can't afford to be ugly this morning because our father, he cares about the just as well as he do the unjust. And the Bible continually speaks to us and tells us the things that has happened of old. Even back in those days, these people believed that God had fallen to sleep. They believed that they were left to fend for themselves. They had no faith in the obstacles and the things that, are, that their lives were being led up against. We see here this morning in the book of James that James is helping us to understand that the things that we do, hallelujah, we are to stop. We are not to do. James went on to say, hallelujah, that the Most High has chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith. Hallelujah. You can remember back in the old time that if you came up in a household where prayer was at, that the saints of God, my mother, them, they operated by faith. They didn't allow us to have jobs like they had, making enough, amen, to provide for their families and their needs if they had a job. Most of our peoples, amen, they worked in small businesses, amen, if I can pronounce it right. Uh, back in the area, amen, in the era of time that I came up in, We were poor, hallelujah. 
we were poor, hallelujah, in the natural sense. But in the retrospective, spiritually, I don't see that we lack anything or some time, you know, in, in, in childhood. I remember not having adequate clothes for the winter and things, but we may do. And our clothes didn't just wear out, amen, in six months like they do today. Because why? Because we knew that it was a blessing to have those shoes and those britches. Hallelujah. Uh, my parents were so, amen, in, entwined with raising us the right way. But if they did have the whoopers, they weren't whooping no clothes. They don't whoop your butt and not your clothes, your legs, you know. So I'm speaking of trying to bring forth this righteousness. Amen. This fruit, there are certain qualifications, there are certain ways that we should perceive and receive and give. Hallelujah. So he says at the sixth verse of James, the second chapter, but you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? See, James is telling us this morning right here that these things are natural, but they don't have to be amongst you. James was always trying to get us to understand that some of the things that were going forth is because of your members. Uh, I believe in James, the sixth chapter, the fourth chapter, he asked him, he said, where do wars and fights come from amongst you? Do they not come from your desire for pleasure, that war in your members you lust and do not have? You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. James is trying to help us to grow up and uh, trying to help us to understand, recognize that it's not in the clothes you wear this morning, it's not in the hairstyle, it's not in the sanctuary, it's not in how many, amen, peoples is attending this service. It doesn't matter. Uh, I find in most popular places and churches and amen uh, steeples that uh, they knock the doors down and fill up the church hallelujah because such things are happening in that place you see amen in the place the building the sanctuary where i go to hallelujah the eyes of the Lord is going to and fro. And we're looking because if there be one in the midst of us, hallelujah, that has favoritism, partiality. Amen. I told him Sunday, I said, you know what? I'm going to get a sign and put it across there and say, please, no perfect peoples. No perfect people. Hallelujah. We must first perfect 
this word in our hearts. Hallelujah. James say that the confusion is started all in my members. Hallelujah. And he's not talking about the membership. Uh, he's talking about the members and with that are in your body this morning. That's why he said to modify the deeds of the flesh which are upon the earth. Hallelujah. We must make some adjustments this morning. We got to stop putting our mouth on each other. We have to stop trying to outdo one another. You know, the Sunday school lesson was talking about astonishing authority. Hallelujah. If he did not put this authority in your life, then you have no authority at all. I'm going to come on back to James and finish out so that I can get up and do the things that need to be done here. Hallelujah. But I want you to know this morning that the Holy One of Israel is faithful and true. You know, I can testify all day, every day, of every day what I see in my life and what he do for myself and others. You ought to know him this morning. I see many surfing uh, blog talk talk shoe, pulpit call, and all these stages where well, I have stood on, uh, I'm standing on today. And they just run from place to place. Wonder what they're looking for. I wonder what you're looking for this morning. You're looking for a word to suffice you, something that you can go on, something to strengthen you. I want you to know that the word is nigh unto you. You yourself is going to have to begin to practice that which you're looking for. And I invite you and others to be here. Hallelujah. I purpose to be here at 630 sometime uh, in the nighttime when I lay down. I pray and ask him to please give me an extension on my rest in bed. And he does. For he knows what his servant needs. He knows when his servant needed. When she or he is not able to function at full capacity. Hallelujah. So I thank him for that. And look here what he says in James that we can come to close this morning. Seven verse, the second chapter of James. We're talking about my child for favoritism. He said, if you really fulfill the raw law according to scripture, the first thing is that we have forsaken the law. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the law is a lamp and the commandment is a light hallelujah so if you are saying that we're not under the law that means that you don't even study the law so therefore you're a lawbreaker you're a transgressor if you fulfill the royal law according to scripture you should love your neighbor as yourself you do well but if you show partiality 
you commit sin and are convicted by the law as a transgressor. You see, this is why so many times we as peoples of God, we wonder why we suffer so much. Could it be that you're a transgressor? For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he's guilty of all. But he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you became a transgressor of the law. So speak. And so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. See, there's a law this morning called a law of liberty. What would he have given us to make us free? But if I show partiality and favoritism, then I become a transgressor of the law, and then I hurt the individual, hallelujah, that I am showing favoritism not to. We need to commit, we need to commit our works this morning, and we need to stop judging. 13th verse, but judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. For mercy triumphed over judgment. You see, he wants to show mercy, but you want judgment. Hallelujah. You want God to look at your display of action and have mercy. But the word this morning says that uh, there ain't no mercy because you ain't showed no mercy. He said that mercy now takes privilege over your judgment. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to have mercy over judgment, but you want to have judgment before mercy. He says, no, we're going to do it this way. Hallelujah. The 14th verse, it says, uh, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have words? See, James is trying to bring this thing out this morning to show to us that you cannot have one without the other. Hallelujah. You cannot have mercy without faith. You cannot have grace without works. But what does it profit, my brethren? Someone, see, he's talking to a man, his brethren. He's talking to his own peoples because this is the problem this morning that we are so quick to judge one another. We're not worried about the world judging you and saying, well, you know, I remember him when he used to be. I remember, amen, but you still is. What I used to be, it's like a man, uh, uh, three girls sizing up a little virgin. And all three of the girls, amen, they had broken their chastity. They had given their bodies, and they're no longer called virgins. And they wants to jump one child and says, well, you know, uh, you ain't got nobody. You ain't this and that. But when the little girl began to think, she says, well, I can be what you are. 
any day, but you can never be what I am and walk away. This is how I feel this morning about this word, hallelujah. But they were asked, what does it profit, my brethren? If someone says he has faith but does not have words, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily bread and one of you says to him, depart in peace and be warm and filled, but you do not give him the things which are needed for his body. What to, to what profit? What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself. If it does not work, if it does not have works, it's dead. Many this morning are dead, but they're going before God with all of their personal problems, but yet it showed partiality. Some of us, when it comes to our relatives, we care more for one than we do for the other. Favoritism. We have to get it out. Hallelujah. We have to get it out. We cannot show partiality and favoritism. Hallelujah. Ah. Uh, one of my aunties, my mother turned 80, and we went down to visit her. And I picked up one of my aunties, and I brought her down, which is the sister to my mother. And my other auntie, she had things she had to do, so she didn't make it. And now, the younger auntie, she asked me to take her to see my little cousin. And she said that he was in a Lufkin. Lufkin is not far. But last night she asked me, she said, are you sure you're going to do this? I said, I am positively sure that I will do this. She said, okay, I'm going to send you the address and everything. And she did. And I told her once she sent the address that I would look and accumulate the mile and I will otherwise I would check the miles and I would check the time. And when I did get it, I look at uh, where it was, it was at, anyhow, it's 602 miles away from where I'm at. And what I'm saying to you this morning is that do you not know even though it's 300 and something miles further than what I've done for my other auntie, that God, the Most High, he will show me how to do this for my auntie because she wants to do this thing 
an I or a bus, a plane is the only way for her to do this. You see, when you pray and when you have faith, surely the enemy will come in and say, oh, that's so many miles. You'll be driving all night. I have to look at it. That if I did it for one, I must do it for the other. And this is what we're talking about this morning, this partiality. You see, we have to get this thing out and we must realize that we can't do one without the other. Hallelujah. 18 verse of this game, the second chapter closed and said, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. 20 verse, but you do not want, but do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Excuse me. 21st verse says, was not Abraham my father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by faith and by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. 25th verse, when we close, and likewise was not Rahab, the harlot, also justified by works when she received the messenger and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So there it is. Immediately when I saw the place. Well, when I had told my auntie, God knew how for it was, but he wanted me to commit, or he wanted me to commit, hallelujah, my works, and then faith. You see, sometimes your faith must go before works. Sometimes you're going to have to, amen, have faith to believe that God will bring it to pass. And so I'm thanking God, I'm thanking, thanking him, I'm thanking him this morning, hallelujah, for that I've already committed to my auntie that which I said I would do. Now it's my faith. And I don't have a problem with faith to believe in this morning that he's going to take me To this place where we need to be so that we can be able to deliver. Will you deliver by faith this morning, Father? No one but you can orchestrate, can build, and can pull down. Move on the hearts of your people this morning. Father, I have given them the word. And you 
said, you watch over your word daily and are grateful to perform it. Let them believe your word this morning. Let them believe what they've heard, that they may operate not in fear, not in their understanding, but in faith. Then may they understand and believe that you alone are God. Thank you. And we honor you and bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. For your life, it is
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With him, I know I've been taken. With him, I know. No matter Every person that's going through, lift your hands and say, with me. I know I can go. I got a witness to this somewhere. I know I can go. No matter what they come up. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.